Do you struggle in the spotlight? Yeah, I can get really sort of that warm and hot kind of bit. And some of it is just that revving up and driving, you know, getting ready for it. But I step into it to ask questions or to help out. Um, So I find that I step into it quite a bit, but I sure do get warmed up and hot and that nervous in the back and takes me a long time to come down from it. Unlock the power of your voice and learn how to use it for maximum impact with Psychology of the Voice. Through this innovative methodology, thousands of entrepreneurs and professionals have connected more deeply with their audiences, leading not only to greater influence, but also higher revenue streams. Don't miss out on Tracy Goodwin's transformational coaching as she helps you take your sound from good to groundbreaking. Tune in and find out why so many six, seven, and eight-figure entrepreneurs call Tracy their secret weapon. Hey, Katie, so glad to have you with me today. How are you? Good, thank you. So I always start with the same question. And of course, I always start with a disclaimer that I've never met you before. We've talked for two, three, four minutes, five minutes before we jumped in. So I don't know you, but I'd love to start with Tell us about you, what you do, what you're doing, just so I can start listening to you. Thank you. Uh, My name is Katie, and I am a massage therapist. The unique niche that I practice in is uh, head, neck, and jaw pain. And then I'm also an online educator in the world of head, neck, and jaw pain. So I have a second business where I have two video courses that take people through how to address these areas of pain at home uh, so that it can complement whatever else they're doing to address these. Usually it's working with a dentist. So head, neck, and jaw pain can show up like clenching, grinding, popping in the joints. So someone may say that they have TMJD, which is temporomandibular joint disorders, uh, headaches, uh, stiff neck, these kind of things. How did you get into that? How did you pick that niche? Or And have you always done massage therapy? I've been a massage therapist for 20 years. And... <sighs> Even when I was in college, I learned how to massage in the water. I was going to college for a different degree, uh, but learned massage in the water that I thought would help my career that I was going for at that time and worked in for two years and then went into massage school and did a school that was trained in neuromuscular therapy. So uh, trigger point based work, a lot of pain relief, Uh, joined staff there for five years part time while I was growing private practice. And then we moved down to Texas, where we are now. And I really loved working with the neck and always felt really comfortable. And then at some point, uh, the jaw kept taking small classes. And then after I had my first son, I dove deeper back to sort of clean up my well of going back into neuromuscular therapy and um, trained with a great teacher. And my mind was just blown. I'm like, I can... I understand this jaw. I'm not lost in it with proper training. Uh, It could get people out of a lot of pain. It ties in a lot with the headaches that I'm always addressing anyway. And went through her program, ended up becoming a table assistant for her as well. Once I went through all of her course uh, and went for another class in TMJ 
uh, work from another massage therapist, we got really connected and, and friends. And then she told me even about a physical therapy class. So I've even gone to a physical therapy program, a weekend course for TMJ issues. And I found that just a lot of people have this and they don't realize how much muscles can be involved. And then there's a lot of dentists and ENTs that realize that connection, or at least, hey, I've done all that I can, or to make my work better and sort of solidify in there, I need your muscles addressed. And that's where I come in and do the hands-on work. Now, that online course of how that came about is because I kept saying the same things to all of my clients and I was tired of saying it. I really like of talking. It was a lot mm-hmm. of talking during my sessions. And I'm like, I'm also only talking to the people in Austin on my table that can afford this work. So I started breaking it down and writing and uh, then turned it in uh, around COVID time to an online course that has now grown to two different online courses. Um, And now anybody from any place can take those. And are the courses teaching people to do what you do or like if I had, if I, okay, on themselves. So it's for the lay person. So the person experiencing the pain, Mm -hmm. uh, we really address uh, four main points. One is to relax the muscles and reduce the trigger points. So that's the muscles, tight muscles referring the pain. Then the second one would be to stabilize the joints because maybe we're opening all wonky and there's popping and clicking and things like that. Mm -hmm. So we need to stabilize, ask the left and the right side to work together as a team. And then the third point would be proper tongue placement and proper mouth seal. And then the fourth point is looking at bad habits to address and clean up. Yeah. Okay. Because you'd be surprised, you know, that... Uh, people are doing all of these huge bad habits and they're paying all this money for amazing dental work to get out of their jaw pain, but they keep going home at the end of the day and sleeping on their stomach or eating in a bad posture. And they're not aware of what else they can do in between. And they just think putting a little bit of plastic in the mouth is going to be the cure-all. It'll be a lot of help, but we need to take the muscular part out of the equation. Uh, And in that massage part, I am teaching people how to massage and stretch on the outside of the face and even getting their hands inside the mouth, getting nooks and Mm. crannies uh, Mm -hmm. that you didn't even know there were muscles, learning how to massage under the tongue. So Mm -hmm. it's um, um, really fun work that is easy to learn if you're taught properly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But is it sort of makes sense for someone to just go and start rubbing in these areas? Not always. Uh, So, you know, that's where that guidance and why would you want to work this muscle? Um, So that's, it was really fun to create, um, but really complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm used to to massaging uh, muscles and not massaging words. And sort of that's Mm. also what puts me talking to you today, Tracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I've got some questions around some of the things that I hear and nothing's bad. There's never any bad. But let me ask you this first though. How are your courses doing? Are they doing, I mean, it's such a niche. It is. It is. Yeah. And they, of they're doing, they're looking really pretty in the internet. Um, would I like for them to sell more? Yes. Okay. Um, that's it. And so through this, I have to do 
I'm now learning how to market in a bigger sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's showing up on, uh, I had to, I started doing Instagram. Um, okay. And like, oh, you need to get short videos and you need to be mm-hmm. short and to the point with your words. Maybe you can tell that's not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know where I'm going then. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, my first question was, is, are you doing videos and things? And you're, that's what you're answering right now is that that's part of the goal. I am. All the courses are recorded in video. So that's the follow through. Uh, and then the marketing is also now more on video and and words and pictures as such, you know, everything has moved towards. Um, I took a break from really growing more of my YouTube things, but in back of my head, I always am. So that'll increase. Uh, I am presenting to a class of registered dental hygienists, their students. So I've got a lunch and learn coming up at the end of the month with them. I have a two a Another class in the spring that I'm teaching to actual dental hygienists that have been in practice for some time. I also have a like a free lunch and learn for dentists, dental hygienists, myofunctional therapists, these kind of things that I've created and I've re-recorded it three times as sort of I'm like, I can I can tidy mm-hmm. this up. I can make it sound mm-hmm. better. I can I've learned more about graphics. Um, I can speak more to what they want to hear. So everything has been improvements as I've been working, uh, but I'm coming up to new levels and new opportunities. Yeah. Okay. Would you say you're no nonsense person? Uh, well, that's where I would say I, I let a lot of nonsense come when I'm one-on-one with my clients for sure. Mm -hmm. And maybe Mm -hmm. that means of flexibility and creativity of let's think through your individual thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think when I have to present of one person to a recorded group of an issue, I think it almost comes out to be no nonsense because it has to be more Mm -hmm. factual because mm-hmm. I can't ask questions to someone and be like, oh, you don't have that issue. You have this issue. Let's go down this path. Or, oh, what's your career? Oh, I can break that one down for you, no brainer, and yeah. walk you down this path. So I find that one-on-one spectacular. It's the um, trying to figure out that bit. I think I, I fall into that no-nonsense when I'm speaking either recorded for a whole mass of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has to sound, maybe I'm seeing as no nonsense as sort of factual. Yeah. So, so I'm asking questions over, and I always do this. I, I'm not going to tell you exactly where I'm going, but I'm going yeah. somewhere with specific sounds that I hear. Problem solver. Are you? Yeah, I would say that, yeah. especially okay. when we're dealing with this kind of thing, because people are coming to me that have had crazy, crazy issues. Yeah. And okay. I ask, you know, that one-on-one, it's a lot of me asking questions. That intake is a long time mm-hmm. um, and trying to think and compare it to, to past clients. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you struggle in the spotlight? Uh, I think I, yeah, I can get really okay. sort of that warm and hot kind yeah. of bit. Okay. And some of it like. is just that revving up and driving, you know, getting mm-hmm. ready for mm-hmm. it. But I step into it to ask questions or to help out. Um, so I find that I step into it quite a bit, but I sure do get warmed up and hot 
and that nervous in the back and takes me a long time to come down from it. Yeah. So the, the questions that I'm asking are all generally, you know, I've, I'm chasing sounds. Mm -hmm. There are definitely patterns to sounds, but you're not necessarily answering the, the typical way when I say no nonsense, outcome driven, there's some of that in there, but the main thing that, that I want to shift that is that, and none of it's bad, but that I think is working against you. Part of it is what I call plight of the expert. Part of it is you care. You're very passionate about what you do. Like scale of one to 10, would you be a 10 on the passion scale about what you do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We put it there. Okay. So what's happening is you get in the plane, you fly off down the runway and I'm still on the runway. Right. Okay. And that is automatic with fly to the expert because you know it so well. So it's like, okay, come on, let's go. And then if we couple that with an outcome driven or a problem solver, then what happens is it all becomes about facts. It all becomes about at, and I don't know the facts. And I don't, so it it disrupts connection, but it also robs us of, you've given me these little glimmers of this warmth and this kindness and this gentleness that were just glimmers. And I think that's a part of who you are. I think that's a, it was, is that accurate? Are you a kind, gentle? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a yeah. massage therapist for 20 years. Yeah, I hold people's right? heads. I just, right. I'm this close to them. I'm right. holding their heads yeah. and they're trusting me and they're totally, yeah. and then they trust me as massage therapist to put on gloves and go inside their mouth. Yeah. Um, the area that they have pain. Uh, yeah. These are people who have had traumas. Um, emotional or physical traumas for some of them. And, you know, and I, I appreciate this and I, you know, come to that from a place of compassion. And at the same time, I think the other word that I've been um, growing and maybe you're saying it can be a little too much is that bold authority. Yeah. Um, And it's, it is, One of those things that as I'm a massage therapist and put in 20 years in this and really knowing what I know and knowing that I have potential to help when I talk to dentists, sort of that follow through of I I try not to see myself on a lower tier than them. Yeah. Or that then I'm I I try to see myself as the special unicorn that they want and that they need. Right. Okay. So let me, let me tell you something. So there's different groups that I have to talk to, right? Right. And, and I get that, but I don't, uh, and, and that's a whole other bucket, but what, what the, the way the sound is going sideways a little bit for me, I don't want to discredit bold authority. I'm all about bold authority, but then bold authority, when it becomes the only thing you're giving me becomes one note. Okay. And so it starts to push me back. It starts to, to, and here's the thing. You are the expert. The expert can stand and own the expert. So I think you're working too hard. I think it's like, you've got it now, own it. But you don't have to try. And so I think what's in the underbelly of it, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a, a little bit of both, but there's a needing to prove in there that's causing that set, like they're not going to hear you. 
like they're not going to listen to you. And it could be just the nature of the interactions or the people, but that I want to shave that off because I just want you to stand in that power and not feel like you have to convince me the words is, and this is what's interesting is the words is coming from, uh, there's a peacekeeper side of you too. And all the words, justification, convincing, all of that can come from peacekeeping. So you're really working harder than you have to. There's an ease that I want you to own as the expert where you can simply own that you know what you're talking about. Does that make sense? Does that resonate with you? Yeah, I consider that I've evolved more from peacekeeper to helper. Yeah. Um, because I, I like to help people that are willing to be helped, especially through that. Um, and I think I've sort of, as I've had kids and my time is, um, as my time has pulled in other areas that, um, I'm willing to step in and help, but I don't need to make everything totally okay with others. Mm-hmm. Is there a, what do you have to say with sort of that helper in comparison to the peacekeeper? Well, I think of helper person of service. I am a helper, right? And I think of helper as service, but that's not a sound. Uh, Service is even owned. Service means I'm pouring into you. Okay. Peacekeeping is I'm checking to make sure. Well, in fact, let me get you all the words because I don't know if you're going to, I don't know if you like what I'm saying. So I'm going to say more words. So there's a difference, right? I mean, I have no problem with helper or service. In fact, that's Pouring into other people can take the, the focus off of ourselves if we're thinking, how am I doing? Am I, did I get that right? Are they buying into what I'm saying? Well, th- that you can't pour into someone and then also be analyzing yourself at the same time. But the sounds that, that are driving things that are, that are possible disconnectors are when we move into this convincing or all the words or let me tell you all the things and make sure you know all the things that can be misinterpreted in the subconscious of the listener. And so when we talk about an expert, somebody like you that's done this forever, there's a different feel. Tell me if there's a different feel when I'm talking to you this way. Sometimes I'm getting a little ramped up, but I'm not always getting ramped up versus no, I need you to, uh, I need you to understand that a helper is different than a peacekeeper. A peacekeeper is different. A helper. Can you feel that slight difference? Yeah. There's a little bit of push versus intensity or uh, high vocal energy. Those aren't bad. But when I start pushing it at you and I don't give you a break, when I stay on that same note, it's like driving a five speed car. Have you ever driven a five speed or a manual? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You, right. So you can't stay in fifth all the time. Uh-huh. And so I need to hear third and second and first. I want to hear all the gears from you. I'll be right back to unravel the psychology of the voice with today's guest. Hi there. I'm Tracy Skews and I am the owner of The Writing Journey and I help writers write their best stories and put them out into the world. Last year, I worked with Tracy Goodwin. I came to her with the desire to access my truest voice and fine tune its capacity. And really, I was blown away 
by the depth of her teaching, by the magic of, it's not really magic, but it feels magical in this world, the way she clears out the kind of dead wood so that the music of your voice can flow. So I really, really highly recommend that you attend one of Tracy's free trainings. They are mind-blowing and you won't want to miss them. So you can find those at captivatetheroom.com forward slash voice experience. Welcome back. Let's dive deeper into the sounds that are costing today's guest. First, I want to hear all the gears from you. So even when I'm in like doing a lecture, when I go to speak to the dental hygienist and Mm -hmm. they're coming into the lecture for the information that I have to offer them, I can still sort of, what would it be more leaning back and, and, um, it's both it's push and pull. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to take away what you have. But I can tell you that when you stay on that note, if that's not a note that they can handle, for one thing, they'll check out. Okay. And we want to create this movement because if the brain's going to check out every four seconds. So this push-pull idea is totally different than I've got to get you all this information because I need you to know all this information for whatever reason. And you got to remember that they don't know what you know. Right. And I think you've done this so long that it's just automatic for you that, that because it, you could probably do it in your sleep. You could probably record in your sleep because you know your information so well, if I had to guess, because you've done it forever. Would that be right? It'll sound sloppy, but yeah. <laughs> I, actually, there was a time that I uh, might have massaged my husband's neck in the middle of the sleep when uh, <laughs> <laughs> Way back when I was teaching night classes. <laughs> that's funny. Where are you from originally? North Carolina. Okay. That's what I thought you were going to say. So it's this, it's this, it's an ease, even in an intensity, it's an ease. It's an intense because I'm an intense person, but I'm going to let, but I, but so it's about this invitation. So I'm not going to just keep coming at you this way because I want you to feel a part of it. Okay. And when we do that pull, then people that, that create space for people to lean in and they subconsciously go, Ooh, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Now you may be in the whole other realm when you're with your, your patients, your people. You may work way more in that pull zone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I right. So, so yeah, and, and I think so, that so great too. Divide. It's the great divide. And I'm not saying we've got to bring in the, 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 the push with the clients, but the pull is, is where the connection is happening. It's happening in the pull. And so even standing on a stage, even talking to dentists, you're going to have authority through ownership, not through convincing in a lot of words. You're going to have that through connection. And, and that confidence is in that, yeah, I totally know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to convince you. You looked like you were going to ask me something. No, and this is, I'm thinking of, you know, of that softly of sharing information of mm-hmm. that's a good part that of, and um, 
through all of these, when I'm teaching it, I have stories mm-hmm. and maybe, and some of those are more towards the ends of the presentation. Is that more of a pull in because people can connect with that in that way? Well, a story, yeah. I, like I'm going to say story of, you yeah. know, it's, all, it's uh, yeah. still very factual or like application based. So it, it is, it, but it's, it's oh, a hundred percent. And it is, but a story could still be pushed at. Okay. Right. So I want you to think of this, like, and you, you, this might be, you might relate to this and the work that you do. It's like a grip or no grip. It's okay. like, how's that jaw when you first get a hold of it versus when you're done with it? That's what I'm talking about here, because I can tell a story with that grip and that intensity, but I can tell a story without it too. You could also think about it from loud and fast versus soft and slow. Now, you might tell me part of a story and let's see if that's more pull. Can you think of a story off the top of your head that you might talk about? Yeah, I'll walk you through, um, and she's given me permission, so I'll even use her name to make it oh, feel, okay. Great. feel smoother in my body. So Michelle came in to me, and she had been a, she was a client for a long time. She moved away, and she came back for a vacation at Thanksgiving and came to my table, and she's had TMD for a long time, so jaw pain. And she had this feeling in her jaws that she expressed as, Katie, I really just want to... I I just want to pop my joints. Like maybe that would make all this pain go away. I said, wait, Michelle, hold on. Let's, let's try this. Um, And she knows the work. So we worked the external temporalis and the masseter. That's the big cheek muscle. And then we go intraoral and work masseter. So hands in the mouth and get one muscle. And then I have her open and close. And she's like, yeah, it's closed, but it, just really feels like I want to pop the joints. I'm like, wait, hold on. You know, let's add in. Now we're going to add in the next muscle, lateral pterygoid, and move that joints. Oh, it's almost there, Katie. Okay, hold on. Wait just a second. And then we add in the medial pterygoids. Now we've got all of our good big workers in there. And she opens and closes the jaw. And she looks at me and she goes, now, like, I have no need to feel like I need to pop the joints. She goes, it just feels smooth. And when she opens and closes the the bite and feels those teeth connect, she goes, oh, and my teeth feel like they fit together now. They weren't aligning or it's occlusion. They weren't lining up in how they they close. So we had this big, um, we had this adjust, this body shifted because we addressed those muscles. Okay, that was great. Can you feel the difference in that versus when you were talking to me before from an intensity level or from a push versus pull level or a grip versus ease level? Did that feel different to you? A little bit because I could see her and my head had to go through what was the story steps Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, you know, also adds in a bit of the back and forth conversation that we had, which is mm-hmm. how I talk with my client. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait, let, let's yeah. just try this. You know, let's just yeah. check it out. Um, yeah. You know, I get to speak from a place of curiosity. I don't know if this is going to work. Let's give it a go. It's worked before. Let's see if it works for you. Right. But now even talking to me, you're talking totally different than when we first started. 
there's this curiosity and there's this movement in your voice and there's this push and pull happening even as you talk to me right now. So you can deliver lectures that way. You can deliver content that way. In fact, that's how people are going to connect with the content. That's how people are going to stay with you because of the different movement. There's so much more movement in your voice now and you're revealing bits of you. Now I know who you are. You're giving me some of that fun and some of that maybe even sarcasm or, or it's not even sarcasm. I'm not even, it's kind of, you're kind of sarcastic, but it's not sarcasm. What is it? People, it's, they'll find it to be the clever and the clever sort of quality. Yeah. So here's the other thing. And, and I'm almost saying this to to feel validated. (laughs) So I'm prepping it up. Um, is that, as I said, I'm Southern and from North Carolina. Mm. And a little bit of this is like from a semester abroad in Australia smashed in there that I love. Mm-hmm. But I was even told by one of my mentors, mm. Katie, if you want to be good at doing lectures, you need to get rid of your Southern draw. Um, and I probably felt this a little bit before her as well. Um, but when she told me that, you know, it, it struck a little different mm-hmm. and, and she was from Florida and she was sort of like, here's how I talk to other people, but here is how I speak when I lecture. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also that was her sort of, those were the classes that she wanted me to yeah. teach. And I found that it fatigues me and I mm-hmm. don't seem authentic and I don't seem genuine. That's right. That's right. And, so I, I'm taking that, taking that scoop of bullshit, <laughs> throwing it out. Please. And, Please. and I think and it definitely has helped me connect more with, with my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the only way that I fear I'm going to feel comfortable on the bigger stage too. Absolutely. Because if you don't let me in, I can't know you. I can't like you. I can't trust you. And when you go to that I've got, uh, I'm a professional voice. I can't do any of that. And, and I, my soul is crushed that you were told that. That was the first big contract I had was a group of CEOs that brought me in because they w- were concerned about their Texas dialects. And if you really know the history behind the Southern dialect, you see that it actually does represent supreme intelligence. But nobody knows that because it's just, classically Southern accent, you got to get rid of it. And I vehemently disagree because to me, it doesn't matter what your accent is, if I can connect with you and if I know, like, and trust you. Now I will say 20 years ago, Katie, we did get rid of dialects. That Mm -hmm. was, I mean, I was what I was hired to do often. That is not the way we do it now. Thank goodness I need to know you and you, when you're not in that, what I'm calling at that fifth gear, it's so good. So yeah, throw that out because if you want to captivate the room, if you want to stand on the stage, it's not about taking on your professional voice. Nobody will connect with you. I think she was wrong when it comes to voice. Uh huh. And so when I got on this call with you, did it feel like I was holding back on that? 
And then the Southern slide, which for me has those natural pauses more mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. that I'm not in a big run on sentence too. The first one felt like I needed to get air. Uh-huh. It, and that's what I'm calling at. Okay. I've got information for you. I've got to tell you all the things. I'm going to tell you all the background. I got it like you almost like you were afraid to stop because then maybe I would cut you off or or I wouldn't listen to you. I mean, that's what I was, I think that's the first thing I wrote. Are you afraid I'm going to, if you stop, that I'm going to cut you off and I'm not going to let you say anything else? Is there a fear of being not heard is what I wrote. Uh-huh. So I can, I, I'm a, the from a family of six. Um, so I'm the third out of fourth children. Um, and that's that helper, um, uh, portion. And it was, and it still is, uh, sort of where I'll get together. I can start talking. And if I have a natural pause, then either someone's going to ask a question Mm -hmm. over top of me, even if it's to me, but I don't get to finish. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it is a learned thing. Yeah. It's it's in your body. The body keeps the score. So uh-huh. it's you're just you're just playing out a habit. And that, you know, that may be the way the family does it. And that may be the habit that you've put in. But what I really need you to start doing, and this is that this is a different kind of confidence and authority. This is I'm so sure that I'm captivating you. I'll stand here and pause for a minute, but it's this total ownership and that ownership comes in that rock of service for you. You are going to be poured into when you're with me. And so when you work from that, when you're pouring into people as who you really are, which it's really about authenticity, you are a Southerner. You do have a little bit of a Southern act that I want that. I don't want that hidden. And so embrace that and and just be that and own from your expertise and own from, I'm going to change your life today and move out those thoughts that say, you're going to cut me off. When you're standing okay. on the stage, are you the expert in the room? They're not going to cut you off if you yeah, own it. I guess nobody's going to stand up and be like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> But see, your subconscious is going protection, protection, protection. We got to get ready because they're going to cut you off because that's what they always did. But we Uh can override that habit. And it, and it's, you just don't go to that place in your mind. When you go to that place, oh, I better hurry up. Oh, I better convince them. Oh, I better, whatever it is, get out of that. That's lies of the mind. Okay. And you get back to, we're going to call it story mode. You just want to get in story mode. And there can be intensity in story mode, but there's the real you in story mode. Does that feel, does that feel about right for you? Yeah, I like that one. And I keep, since we were just on it, but I keep going back to the, um, the compassionate, (laughs) I sort of, we keep using the word Southern and it's more of just the exit and the, to me, that Southern quality is I'm going to sit on my front porch on my porch mm-hmm. swing because I had mm-hmm. it when I was in North Carolina and I'm going to wave to my neighbors and yeah. ask them, you know, how are they doing? I'm going to stop somebody. And, you know, if someone looks lost, do you need help? <laughs> yeah. Or 
Um, I if they I've done it in the grocery store in Texas. I'm like, you know what? Those apples are really good, but over there, those are ones that are on sale and they're even better. I have done that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's that soft, that Southern helper, because it really, it does ease me into, I've mm-hmm. now identified that that's me. Yeah. Um, both story mode and the Southern helper. Yeah. That, that lady can tell the stories, right? That lady yeah. can lecture because yeah. it's me. That's you. And when you said, just said the thing about I'll go up to somebody and about the apples, you owned that. <laughs> you were the expert in the apples. You weren't trying to convince me you knew more about apple. You were just owning it. And so that's, so when I said you're working too hard, that's exactly what this whole deal was about was she said that you started working on this and you've worked to be this persona. That's not who you are. It's time to throw that out. And no offense to that woman, but she wasn't a voice expert. And and maybe that's the way it was back then, but that is incredibly damaging from a psychology of the voice perspective because then you're you're thinking, I got to be this or they're not going to listen, or they're not going to respect me, or I'm not going to be professional, or I'm not. And I have that conversation at least once a week. Yeah. Because somebody said, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. And, and I noticed in those classes, too, when I went table to table and did one-on-one conversations, which is where I thrive, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I would go into, just let me know what's going on. That kind mm-hmm. of yep. soft and sweet. Um, yep. There was Katie. And I could connect with each person individually and in front of everybody of putting on the stiffening up or I get to, I just, I stay in my head. Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah. In your head. Yeah. And you can take grocery store, Katie, Southern helper, Katie onto the big stage. In fact, I want consistency across the board. You know, it doesn't matter to me that they are academics or surgeons or they want the best version of you. And the altered whatever it is version is not the best version. So we have to throw out that mindset of I've got to be fill in the blank. We've got to swing back and own what we are and find that best version. And it's there. You just want to always start to lead with it. Okay. How's that? That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This was phenomenal. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah. We'll reach out. We'll reach out in about a month or six weeks and see how you're doing. See if you've been able to implement some of this and how it's working for you. Yeah. There was something that I wanted to re-record and I wanted to pause and wait until this so that I could, oh. like, I bet you I'm going to have a little bit of a different feel in my body so that I could, um, so that I could record it from that place. Yeah. And oh, good. And write it from that place too, of what I yeah. wanted to go through. Highlights. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So we're everywhere you go now, helper Katie, even yeah. in the, you know, with everybody, it's help because your expertise is what you stand on. I mean, you've got the chops. You've done the work. That's That can't be questioned. That's coming through. That's clear. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, listeners. It's great to have you with us. And it's been a great transformation for Katie.
Working with Katie, initially, I was hearing very specific sounds that I've heard many times. There was no space for invitation. There was no room for us to lean in. In the deep underbelly, I could hear fun and light and caring and nurturing, but that was not the outer shell. The outer shell needing to prove, having to convince you, talking at you. Now, Katie might not feel like that's what she's doing, but remember, I'm coming from the perspective of how sounds are going to be processed in the ideal client's mind or the listener's mind. Can this mean she can't be successful? No, not. Absolutely not. But does it mean she's leaving people behind? Does it mean that people are able to connect with her in scenarios specifically where she may feel more uncomfortable, like stages or on video? The at, the push tones, the push elements are problematic for anyone. They are especially problematic for someone who really is nurturing and kind and lovely. Those are sounds that misrepresent who that person really is. The transformation happens in the show when Katie informs me of a phrase that she was told that changed everything. And that is literally psychology of the voice. One phrase. One phrase can cost you your voice in ways you don't even realize. And then the plot thickens when we roll in familial or cultural. There are so many factors in psychology of the voice that we can't unravel them all in the moment. Even the ideology that, oh, okay, I've got this. I'm going to do this is a little bit of an illusion because there are so many moving parts. But when we can tie our anchor somewhere solid, when we can start to stand on a foundation of rock, we are in far greater shape than working from the place of sounds that misrepresent us. And those sounds that misrepresent us quite often are sounds that cover up our deepest insecurity, fear, or lack of confidence, lack of ability, even imposter syndrome. What an amazing show. Another magical transformation brought to us by Tracy Goodwin. So fabulous. If you want to work with Tracy, and I know you do, leave a review for this podcast and you'll be entered to win a draw for a one-on-one session with Tracy. Those draws are monthly and you won't want to miss out. You can also contact Tracy directly if you want to work with her at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at CaptivateTheRoom.com.